0: This is Start Making Sense, the weekly podcast of The Nation magazine, and I'm John Wiener. Now it's time for one of our favorite end-of-year features, the nation's progressive honor roll for 2019. And for that, we turn, of course, to John Nichols. He's national affairs correspondent for the magazine, and he hosted the Next Left podcast. John, welcome
1: back. It's a- pleasure to be with you, John.
0: Well, 2019, of course, has been a year of big, big news, impeachment and the Democratic primaries. Lots of possibilities there for people to honor. But we've taken a different approach with the progressive honor roll. Please explain.
1: Well, you're right about uh, impeachment in the presidential race. There are definitely people uh, who have distinguished themselves and you could do a whole honor roll out of impeachment, to be quite honest, uh, topped by people like Jamie Raskin and Pramila Jayapal and, and Mark Pocan, who very early on came out for impeachment, and a host of others. Um, you know, we could even uh, give uh, the, the greatest honor to Maxine Waters, who kept the word alive uh, through all the period when when nobody else wanted to discuss it. But um, one of the things we've always tried to do with the honor roll at the Nation. Is to highlight people who often are operating outside the spotlight, or who are, you know, kind of doing the diligent day-in, day-out work on progressive causes, even when everybody's attention tends to be over on, you know, a, a battle of the moment like impeachment. So uh, this year we don't have a lot of talk about uh, presidential candidates or or people who are engaged in impeachment. We have a lot of talk about people who are fighting incredible battles to avoid nuclear wars and lower the voting age to 16 and, uh, you know, renew uh, reproductive rights and extend them at a time when the courts are are fighting to, to, once again, to ban abortion. So we've got lots of heroes.
0: We've named one outstanding member of the Senate.
1: Who is it and why? It's Ed Markey, the uh, senator from Massachusetts. And Obviously, uh, in Massachusetts, there's a senator who's very, very well known, and it's Elizabeth Warren, uh, and she's been high on our honor roll before, as frankly as Bernie Sanders, a, a candidate from a neighboring state. But the reason we selected Ed Markey this year is that in the Senate, he has really been the member who has reached out to and worked with a lot of the new members in the House to put uh, issues front and center uh, Issues like uh, banning first-strike nuclear attacks, uh, where he's worked with Ted Lieu in a very creative, very effective way, uh, restoring net neutrality, where he's worked with a number of of really good House members, and most notably, the Green New Deal. Uh, It's Ed Markey, who is Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez's co-sponsor on the Green New Deal legislation. So we thought he was doing precisely what a senator should do in times like this. Democrats don't control the Senate, uh, but they can provide uh, a senatorial platform for issues that are being raised in the House, and we think Markey did a very good job on that.
0: And the nation is honoring one member of the House of Representatives. Again, who is it and why?
1: Well, intriguingly enough, it's another person from Massachusetts, and um, it's Ayanna Presley, who is a member of the squad, a very well-known uh, group, you know, that's come in and and in a very short amount of time gotten a lot of notice. And there's a whole bunch of reasons where we could have honored each of the members of the squad. Uh, we chose Ayanna Presley because she has scoped out some really big issues and taken the lead in some areas uh, where, frankly, a lead needed to be taken. Uh, specifically, we we were interested in her response to Atter- Attorney General Barr's efforts to. Uh, kind of renew the the use of the death penalty at the federal level. And Ayanna Pressley's response to that was a, a really great uh, piece of legislation that seeks to abolish capital punishment, that, that seeks to bring the United States in place where it ought to be. She's also been a great battler on reproductive rights, working with Barbara Lee and others. And um, she has this terrific proposal, which is something that has excited us. Uh, and that is uh, the idea of lowering the voting age to 16. That's a radical idea, um, and it's an idea that time has come. She makes a tremendous case that the young people who are leading on issues like climate change and racial justice and economic justice uh, ought to be able to go to the polls and cast a ballot.
0: Of course, climate change is, in many ways, the issue of issues. And instead of selecting an individual... Uh, for making the most important progressive contribution this year. The nation has named a group. Tell us about that.
1: Well, we looked at the Sunrise Movement, which has been uh, very, very active in trying to put uh, climate change, Green New Deal issues on the agenda. And, in fact, they would, they would correct me and say, you know, let's not talk climate change. Let's talk uh, climate crisis and acknowledge it as such. It's a good point. And, uh, and it goes to exactly what they've done. Uh, Sunrise Movement folks have done a fantastic job of, you know, making the issue of uh, climate crisis central, and they've pressured Democrats in particular to step up on the issue. Not just Democrats, but they haven't been afraid to do so. And one of the things that excites us is they've also pressured the process. They have demanded not just that individuals step up and speak out for a Green New Deal. They've also demanded that uh, the issues be given the seriousness that they deserve. And one of their big campaigns this year has been to get the Democratic National Committee to hold a single issue debate on climate issues. Uh, They haven't succeeded with the DNC, but they did get several uh, cable networks to organize forums. And frankly, they haven't given up on on pushing for a climate debate, which we think is really important. And uh, we want to celebrate him for that work. The Democrats
0: have lost a massive amount of ground over the last decade in state legislatures. And one of our biggest tasks in 2020 is to gain back some or most of the ground that has been lost uh, in that decade. Uh, You've highlighted this issue by picking the activist state legislator of the year to year who dramatizes just how important what goes on in the states can be.
1: Yeah, we we focused in this year on Anna Eskamani, who represents the Orlando area in the Florida state legislature, and in a case like this, folks might have thought, well, wouldn't you pick somebody in a blue state who you know is passing lots of legislation and and you know literally. You're developing out that laboratory of democracy concept. And believe me, there are plenty of folks in blue states, plenty of legislators who are just doing fantastic jobs. But we thought that what Ana Eskamani is doing down in Florida is particularly fascinating. She serves in a state with a Republican governor and where Republicans are in control of the legislature. So it's very hard. It's challenging. And we were so impressed, we have been so impressed by how she has handled her position She has used it as a platform uh, to introduce lots of legislation, not all of which passes, but that puts issues on the agenda. She has pressured the governor uh, to show greater respect for members of the LGBTQ community, uh, effectively doing so. And that's significant because she represents uh, the, the area where the Pulse nightclub is located, the scene of one of the most horrific mass shootings in American history. Um, She's been an incredible champion on reproductive rights, and she is uh, the daughter of Iranian immigrants and has uh, used her own immigrant experience to step up and speak up uh, for immigrant rights in Florida in some very effective ways. So we just think she's a a strikingly impressive uh, state legislator.
0: Criminal justice reform is another issue of 2019 that has finally started to bear fruit, especially in American cities where progressive prosecutors are winning elections and transforming the justice system. Who have you got there?
1: Well, we looked at a group of um, newly elected or relatively newly elected prosecutors uh, like Rachel Rollins, who represents or serves as Suffolk County District Attorney. That's the Boston area. Kim Fox in the Uh, Chicago area, and um, Larry Krasner, who is in Philadelphia. And these three are not the only progressive prosecutors who've come up in in recent years, but they're three in very major cities. And what they've done that's exciting is distinctive approaches to uh, criminal justice reform. In the case of uh, Kim Fox, a tremendous amount of transparency in a city where a lot of things weren't transparent. Uh, Rachel Rowland's working on, uh, frankly, a whole new approach to prosecutions that, that really does look to uh, de-emphasizing prosecutions on a host of uh, nonviolent crimes. Uh, Larry Krasner, who is making lots of changes in Philadelphia, but is also uh, just a, a great thinker on these issues in a whole bunch of ways and pulls a lot of the strings together, is developing out, Kind of a vision uh that certainly works in philadelphia that can go national the three of these individuals together form uh something of a team they're not you know there's nothing official about it but uh they are all three brilliant legal minds uh with lots of good ideas and when they work in coordination as they have on a host of issues uh it's very effective it's particularly notable that uh, they stepped up to endorse uh, Chesa Boudin, who was running for district attorney in the San Francisco area. And, uh, and I think they played a real role in helping him to win. Uh, so what they're doing is, uh, I think, forming a network of progressive prosecutors who are making the prospect of criminal justice reform real. And I, I cannot emphasize, especially, uh, that people should should take a close look at how um, Rollins in Suffolk County, Boston area, some of the stuff that she is saying and doing uh, really is opening up whole new areas of thinking about criminal justice reform.
0: Let me add, we record our show in Los Angeles. The next big election where a progressive prosecutor is on the ballot is Los Angeles County, the biggest prosecutor's office in the country, the biggest jail system of all. Uh, The candidate is George Gascon. He's the first progressive prosecutor with a chance in L.A., and the primary is March 3rd, and I'm sure we'll be talking about that again. I bet you will. Uh, The other big development of the past year uh, has been a strike wave, big strikes in 2019. Uh, Who did you decide to honor on this front?
1: Well, we looked at the Chicago Teachers Union, and uh, CTU uh, was way ahead of the curve on a host of uh, labor issues for a long time. It isn't they just arrived this year, or even in recent years, uh, but they did strike this year, and their strike was highly effective. Um, they won some real breakthrough protections, not just for the teachers, but but importantly for students uh, with school nurses and other guarantees um, with protections for immigrant and refugee children with all sorts of community services. So they're very, very innovative in how they look at the role of a labor union in protecting its members, but also in waging the big fights for economic and social and racial justice. And so we're just very, very impressed by CTU, and frankly, by their work with other unions across the country, including uh, the union in Los Angeles.
0: Yeah, let me put in a word for the LA Teachers Union, United Teachers L- Los Angeles, UTLA. They ran a magnificent strike with massive community support among the, over the same issues as you've cited for Chicago and won a historic victory here in June.
1: When we pick our favorites, by the way, it's hard because there are so many folks doing good work.
0: And finally is in some ways my favorite category of all, because it's not a person or an organization, it's an idea. The next big idea, and the award goes
1: to... Universal Family Care. Uh, This is an idea that Ajahn Poo uh, and other folks who have been very, very active on uh, a host of of domestic worker issues, uh, you know, social service, social progress issues, uh, really pulled together a concept. And what they said was, look, we keep seeing a challenge, and that is that Americans are stressed and, and struggling because they cannot find the resources they need uh, and the time they need to care for their children and for their elderly parents and sometimes for themselves. And so what ai Jung Poo and others have proposed is a uh, universal family care protection that essentially becomes a social insurance. You pay a small amount of money in off your paycheck, just as you do for Social Security. And when you're hit with a challenge, uh, be that a challenge involving care for a child or care for yourself or care for a uh, an elderly parent or someone with disabilities, you have resources and also time protections that allow you to do it. It's, it's an incredibly innovative idea. And the fascinating thing about it, John, is that often when we talk about new innovations, new ideas in the United States, they are really variations on things that have been done in Scandinavian countries or in Germany or someplace. This is an idea that, again, ai Jinpu Poo and her allies have put ahead. They, they literally are innovating in a way that folks in Scandinavia And Germany and other places, Canada, are looking at what they're proposing. So this is a real chance for the United States to get ahead of the curve. And and I would argue it's an idea that parallels Medicare for all uh, and fills in a lot of the gaps in some creative ways. So um, it's something that we want to put on the agenda. And frankly, it's also something we hope the presidential candidates will be asked about in the coming debate.
0: The Nation's Progressive Honor Roll for 2019 is featured in the new issue of the magazine. You can read it at thenation.com. Thank you, John Nichols.
1: Pleasure to be with you.
0: You've been listening to Start Making Sense, the weekly podcast of The Nation magazine. You can hear more interviews like this one at thenation.com. And you can subscribe to Start Making Sense at iTunes Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your
1: podcasts.
0: I'm John Wiener. Thanks for listening.